welcome to the Willow in the Windies with David Oram. Cricket, lovely cricket, at last where I saw it. Cricket, lovely cricket, at last where I saw it. Yardley tried his best, God had won the test. They gave the crowd plenty fun, the second test and West Indies won. With those little pals of mine. Hello and welcome to The Willow in the Windies, the Caribbean cricket podcast with me, David Oram. I'll be looking at the recent major cricket news stories in the region in the company of my good friend, renowned West Indies cricket commentator, Joseph Reds Pereira. Greetings, Reds. How are you? Well, happy that the West Indies have gone past uh, Sri Lanka. Still, um, a number of things uh, we need from this side, but um, very, very glad that um, the West Indies men are moving forward and the women are also moving mm. forward. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's going to be the main focus of, uh, of our half hour this week, Reds. Uh, we will touch on the other things later, but obviously West Indies in the middle of a world tournament in which... Um, Chris Gale and them, the whole side, seem to be world boss at the moment. Yes, um, here's hoping that the injury to Gale um, is not too severe and he will recover to resume the opening um, position. He probably will have, um, maybe on form, um, Fletcher opening. I think Johnson Charles just uh, might lose his spot uh, and... uh, Here's hoping that, 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 that Gail is back, but not happy with the fact that Ramden is batting at four. Um, you know, if you're averaging 17 or thereabouts, um, and you look at the other number fours in the other teams, um, we cannot have Ramden batting at four. I don't know how this is being allowed or done by... Simmons and Sammy, mm. uh, but if Ramden plays, and he's probably our best glovesman still, yeah. he's got a bat at number seven. Uh, the likes of Carlos Braffitt has got a bat higher uh, than Ramden, and uh, that's maybe my one little concern about this order. Disappointment with Samuels, really very, very soft dismissal. Um, hard to understand how an experienced player like that could get out uh, really in schoolboy fashion <laughs> and I think Simmons has got to demand a, a, a lot more from him but we are really caught in, in a vortex in Caribbean language because you know we, we don't have a, a, another number three uh, unless we could create a makeshift number three and here I think that we, we need to tweak the, the, the batting um, a, a, a little bit yeah. uh, not happy with the bowling yesterday um, everybody was down leg side the amount of runs we leaked down leg side but the spinners uh, Badri and Ben really came back and uh, maybe um, was a, a, ma- a major force along with Fletcher who took his, his chances very well yeah yeah well I I Starting off with Ramden, I share your misgivings about that. It doesn't seem the best use of resource, Reds. And and also, in 2020 cricket, it seems to me people need to get away from this idea of you know, numbers in the batting order. Everybody needs to go in and effectively get on with it. West Indies have got a great deal of firepower. They've got Sammy, Brathwaite, as you said there. Jason Holder's not playing, but if he were. 
Yeah. Um, Andre Russell as well. Dwayne Bravo. Several of these guys have, have not not even batted yet in the tournament, or only once. Um, it would seem to me to make much more sense. Bravo at four, who's a canny operator, and then just let the middle order be Sammy and Russell and Brathwaite, and if need be, rammed him bats at eight or nine. Yes, and I certainly think that Carlos Bradford should bat a little higher. I wasn't all that happy with the win, um, you know, when Gales um, really um, took the the bowling apart. Um, you know, it was uh, too much Gale. I, I'm a little concerned that uh, the, the team may be just relying on Gale um, to do it all. Uh, we, mm. we really got to get contributions along the line. It mustn't be Gale and then the all-rounders. The middle, the middle has got um, to play a part as they look across to the opposition and a lot of their middle order are in fact playing a, a, a major role. Yeah, yeah, no, they're, they're, they're contributing. Um, I think I think they'll get it right. I think they'll learn from this. I agree with you that I'd be surprised if Johnson Charles keeps his place. I was perhaps surprised that they left out uh, Taylor for this game. Um, but uh, you alluded to the, the, the success of uh, Badri, who was uh, perhaps unlucky not to be man of the match in the, the game against Sri Lanka. And Ben has bowled very well as well. Is, is there scope for them to think about bringing Ashley Nurse as a third spinner? I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure that um, they, they, they might go that way. Uh, interesting the point that you made about uh, Taylor. Um, I, I, I think that he will probably come back. But a lot depend on the pitches. And the pitches mm. have been a little disappointing for some games because, you know, you, you see it turning a great deal. Um, too much turn, and um, I think the pitches have been a little disappointment. If Ashley Nurse comes in, it's really got to be on a track uh, that is going to turn. Um, can we afford three spinners? We, 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 we just have to maybe wait for them to decide and on the morning of the game whether it's really going to turn. But uh, we can't focus. They've been so much on the, on the men. The women mm. keep going on. But I would like to see our top order getting runs a little faster. You know, a good stand in the last game between Matthews and, and Taylor, the captain. But when you look at 40 of 41 balls, uh, you know, we, we really need to proceed a little faster so we can ensure that we are getting that 150, that 160, if we're going to be competitive against New Zealand, and Australia and South Africa, England, etc. 40, 41 balls, um, a little too slow, hmm. but here's hoping that them uh, noted that and we, we will see the top going a little faster. Yeah, yeah. Well, the West Indies women, like the men, have uh, won their first two games. Uh, a very tight win over Pakistan, uh, a more straightforward victory over Bangladesh. Uh, tougher game coming up against England, and that will be followed by India. Uh, India have already lost to Pakistan. Um, are these girls good enough to go all the way in this tournament, Reds? I think uh, if the the batting can really, I mean, you know, if Dotton can play one of our, you know, really um, attacking innings hmm. after a good start um, by Matthews and, and, and Taylor, if, if Dotton can really um, fire away, 
uh, if we can get runs on the board, big runs on the board, I think uh, we're in good shape. But uh, I talk about that, that dotted. I mean, the, the entire batting order uh, must produce. If we we can't beat Australia and England and think uh, plays teams like that, New Zealand with 120. We we've got to be getting over the 150 mark if we can give our our bowlers an opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Um, the New Zealanders you mentioned there, uh, both the men's and the women's have been perhaps the surprise package, uh, winning their early games, and uh, it's it's New Zealand and West Indies in in both. Format or both sexes of the competition, as it were, uh, that have that have started and, and led the way. Um, West West Indies. We, we talked we talked about the, we talked about the, the the spinning pitches, Reds. West Indies are not necessarily used to being that good on spinning tracks. You you, you also said there a nurse might be pl- uh, played if it looks as though it's a spinning pitch from the word go. I'm also not convinced that. The West Indies, like anybody else, are that good at reading a pitch before they set foot on it. We saw the other day Pakistan play India, and both sides omitting spinners, and then found that it was an absolute raging Bunsen burner, and should have been <laughs> both sides should have been packed with spinners. Um, is is this good for twenty twenty cricket to be playing on pitches that are offering so much to slow bowlers? No, it's not good. It's not good. Um... For the tournament, it's not good for the spectators. Um, the spectators, you know, must feel that they're being shortchanged mm. if it's gonna if it's gonna start turning like that. I mean, uh, some of the spinners are getting huge, um, huge amount of turn purchase, um, and I, I think the ICC uh, should really be asking the Indian authorities. Um, to, to ensure that um, you know those turning pitches, um, you know, just disappear. Mm. Um, it's much more a, a better game um, if the pitches are balanced. Um, you've seen you've seen on, on, on good pitches where the spinners can get bumps and slight turn. And I think uh, one of the things is that um, in this game we have seen maybe too many batsmen playing for turn. That is not there and, and getting themselves in trouble. Um, I prefer to see that um, than these big turning pitches. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see what uh, what's offered up in the in, in the subsequent games. Uh, West Indies have got South Africa next, uh, followed by Afghanistan. They really ought to win one of those games, uh, Reds. They'd be very disappointed if they lose to Afghanistan, and that will make them into the semi-finals. Um, a lot of people already have them as favourites. Uh, are we getting a little too overconfident with the uh, West Indies chances? Yeah, we just got to be careful. I mean, we got to look back uh, at um, you know uh, our losses um, in the shorter form in the game, mainly in, in the fifty over. Um, mm-hmm. The South African game is a key game because I think it's 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 psychological. Um, yeah. They maybe got um, the. The up and us in terms of the ODI victories of late, and I think it's important that we win that game, uh, and you know we we, we we sort of put that to bed. Uh, but they're a good side, South Africa, and again I, I, I make the point it, it will need a, a total team effort, a total team effort uh, to beat South Africa because uh, they um, are 
uh, a class side. A little bit of injuries have started to come in at Dumini, um, you know, who has been quite key, uh, injured with a, a bit of a, a leg problem. We just have to wait and see um, what will happen with that and, you know, how that game is going to turn out. It's going to be a bit of a tester, mm. but it'll be a major booster psychologically if we can beat South Africa. Yeah. Yeah, well, let's keep our fingers crossed and, and look forward to that. And uh, we'll be chatting about uh, that and probably the Afghanistan game when we, you and I next uh, do one of these programs. Um, moving on, uh, the domestic season is now over. Uh, Guyana has stuttered to the title, Reds. Uh, you must be pleased, though. Well, I'm basically um, looking at the the tournament um, mm. with an eye to to development and an eye towards the future. Um, I think the the key game in in, in, in the competition, which you uh, pointed out, ended yesterday with Guyana beating Jamaica and getting enough points to stay ahead of Barbados. The key game was, in fact, the game at Kensington uh, between Barbados and, and Guyana. Yeah. Had that gone the other way, had Barbados forced a, a victory I think um, you might have seen a different winner this morning. There'll be obvious debates on, you know, how Barbados should have approached the second innings, should should have gone faster, declared earlier. Uh, That debate will be ongoing. And um, I think it might have been Barbados' big chance uh, to really take the 2016 uh, competition. But good to see... um, some of the under-19 players mm. featuring Hetmeyer, uh, batting at number three, and quite a... Uh, I, he had one chance, I think, at 30. But, um, you know, a very attractive 100, you know, mm-hmm. grafting. A lot of shots, uh, 100, what, 130 balls, David? Um, Azari Joseph, um, you know, has had some good... Figures along the line. Yep. Carty played, um, and, oh. and I think basically uh, it's good to see that the national selectors of those teams have, have brought these players on very quickly. Yeah, no, there's uh, there's some real talent uh, there that we've seen. Some young talent. Um, one of the most talented uh, young ones, who I confess I haven't seen yet because he didn't play against Barbados, is young Moti. Um, he's only twenty. I think he's just about to turn twenty-one. How how he's taken? I think forty wickets this season. Um, really has been perhaps the biggest part with the ball towards Guyana retaining the title. Uh, how promising is he, Reds? Uh, very promising. Nice high action. Uh, certainly put some purchase on the ball. I think the Guyana selectors made an error. Mm. I can understand. I can understand them not playing him in Barbados because they had to play uh, two genuine quicks. I can understand them not playing in St. Lucia, but um, his being left out uh, against the Leewards in Antigua um, was a, a mistake, a, a major surprise. And uh, back he came at Providence, and uh, you know he was one of the main architects of, of the Guyana victory. Guyana is blessed with... Um, Three spinners, yeah. and uh, here is here is someone you know who needs some attention by the West Indies selectors, and basically I think it's just crying out there for an air tour, an air tour mm. that can embody um, some of the under nineteen players, most of them, and some of the 
promising players who are just over uh, um, that um, age group. Um, and there are a number of people who can make up a very good A tour. And hip, hopefully it will be an A tour against South Africa or against Australia. We really need to expose our young players against the best. There's no point uh, an A tour against uh, Bangladesh. is not going to get us mm. anywhere or Zimbabwe. We need to expose expose our A, A players yeah. um, on an A tour to um, South Africa or, or Australia. Uh, absolutely. Um, I noted uh, from, the, from the pictures uh, on the internet that uh, the, the, the trophy for Guyana was handed to them uh, by Richard Pybus. Uh, you and I are hoping that he'll be able to uh, have a chat with uh, us on the uh, Willow in the Windy sometime uh, soon. And that would be a question that I would put to him uh, specifically about uh, the opportunities for A-Tours for these young players. Uh, Guyana were, were led uh, and led well by Leon Johnson as captain. Uh, it was something that came out of that Barbados game, as you said. There was a lot of criticism, uh, particularly in Barbados, of uh, Craig Brathwaite's captaincy in that game. Very negative, people felt. But how good was Johnson's leadership of Guyana? Well, he led with the bat, which is important for a captain. But... Um... His captaincy was was very astute, very good. Um, they seem to have a plan at Kensington. You know, they seem to have a plan at Kensington, um, and they stuck to that plan and uh, got themselves in trouble with some very um, poor shot selection after really setting a very good base. Uh, and then uh, I think Johnson himself was was guilty of, of, of that misdemeanor in, in that uh, attacking vein all of a sudden. But um, overall, I think he, he, he led very well. He worked his bowling very well. And nice to see that the overseas player in, in Rifa, um, you know, played a, a very important role yeah. along with uh, a number of others. Yeah, yeah. Well, one Barbadian uh, at least was a, a four-day winner this year in uh, Rifa. Uh, I'm sure we both agree that we hope to see Leon Johnson back in the West Indies Test side soon. He's backed up. Uh, his runs. He had quite a good go against South Africa, and we we're both surprised that uh, he, he he lost his place, Reds. Yes, um, I think he he, he got badly done. I mean, himself and Braffitt had a very testing time, you know, against the, the South African quicks, and I thought that Johnson came out with reasonably good colours. Um, there's, of course, a whole debate whether he's a natural opener. Mm. I think he's a natural number three, number four, and is whether they can solve the the opening partner with Braffin. And if they do that, then they can maybe use Johnson in a, a, a reworked middle order. Mm. Um, if the Indian tour in Frank uh, comes off four test matches, it'll be nice to see that the West Indies selectors are still forward-looking by playing a, a young side. And I, I hope that Marlon Samuels is not going to be included <laughs> against India because we're going nowhere yeah, yeah. Well, we'll wait and see. Uh, he may demand a place if he has a fantastic 2020, but we'll, we'll look at that nearer the time. In the medium term, um, perhaps not the immediate future, the return of Kieran Powell to uh, uh, to, to playing was uh, good news. In, in the, the final game of the season, he only made 33-8, and eight, but uh, if he can re his form, then... Uh, 
he's uh, somebody that's proved he can succeed at the highest level. Darren Bravo also uh, finally appeared uh, in a four-day game, which he said he preferred to do rather than being in the 2020 World Cup, but only made two and four reds. Yes, and um, I, I don't know how serious was the, the blow that you first reported, um, but it's, it's a pity that he didn't get more runs under his belt and more games under his belt after his statement about not going to the World Cup and wanting to play um, more of the longer format. Uh, a bit mysterious, um, but, um, you know, he had that um, situation in New Zealand where he had to return. He seemed to have other things in his mind. I don't know if he's got other matters in his mind that we do not know about, but mm. uh, he, he is hoping that, uh, you know, he... He continues where he left off in in Australia if the Indian tour comes off because he's he, he's a talent and maybe he hasn't yet achieved what we all hope he he will achieve. Yeah, no, absolutely. You mentioned matters on somebody's mind uh, and uh, mysterious statements. The most mysterious statement of the week, Reds, was that by uh, the Prime Minister of Trinidad Tobago, Dr. Keith Rowley, who said that he thought it would have been good if the India if the BCCI the Indian board had called in the 42 million US dollar debt against the West Indies cricket board and bankrupted West Indies cricket I I really didn't know how to react to that Reds what were your feelings well I was shocked when I saw the Fazir Mohammed um, interview on on TV6 in the morning show I was really surprised uh, that someone can say that you may not, um, you know, approve of, of the Westernese board. You might want to, to demand, um, you know, more openness of the Westernese board, uh, but to wish them to be bankrupt, um, <laughs> you know, uh, a board goes bankrupt. It affects all your cricket. It affects all your cricket, um, and it affects all your young players. It is a, not a statement to me that was well thought out um, by Prime Minister Rowley. And I think uh, that he probably realised that that was a faux pas. Yeah. And, you know, th- that's not the way to go uh, to try and reconstruct the board. <laughs> um, it's it's, it's got to be done by much more um, the, the democratic means. And, you know, it is up to the individual uh, board members um, to make those decisions in, in, in the future. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, one of our listeners uh, uh, wrote to us to say about the uh, the statement of Mr. Rowley. Uh, he said, um, "This is why Caricom should not have any role in restructuring the WICB. They have no legal standing, and Dr. Rowley's statement shows they cannot play the role of." honest, independent stakeholders. There's quite a lot of people that have that sense, an equal sense of distrust of some of the politicians in the region as they do of members of the West Indies Cricket Board. Well, I think the, um, the, 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 the matter, um, unless there's some quiet happenings that we don't know about, the matter has simply come to like, you know, a bit of a stalemate in, mm. in, in a chess match. In a chess match, the, the West Indies seem to have held their hand and uh, is simply moving on with um, whatever programs they, uh, they 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 want to implement. Yeah. Um, I, I I do not see 
um, anything on the horizons which indicates other. Yeah, yeah. Well, Tony Cozier said in an article last week that he was very sceptical uh, that the WICB would initiate any reform. Uh, the WICB has said they're going to uh, go through the process of looking to do that with uh, uh, Don Wabey's uh, uh, look at the overall makeup of uh, previous reports. Um, elsewhere in in the, the this Caribbean situation. Uh, the St Kitts Prime Minister Timothy Harris appeared to lend his support to the voices of the Prime Ministers in the region denouncing the WICB. But I, I agree with you, Red, that, that I think it's a little bit like stalemate and we just have to watch this space. Yeah, just back to the Webby um, committee, mm. I hope that that's meaningful by the Western East Board and that uh, meeting will take place soon with the three gentlemen, Justice Lucky, former Prime Minister, um, uh, Patterson and uh, of course um, the uh, St. Kitts lawyer I hope that meeting will take place soon and in one country, it's no point having three different meetings um, you know that, that is not going to have the kind of collective uh, contribution that these three gentlemen can make in trying to uh, maybe prove their point that the board need to be a little more open and maybe uh, restructured in, in a different way. I, I, I don't think there should be three separate meetings, one in St. Kitts with Wilkins, one in Jamaica uh, with former Prime Minister Patterson, and one in Port of Spain with uh, Justice Lucky. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is a, that's definitely comes under the heading of Watch This Space. A couple of other things that will be watched this space and we'll discuss sometime in the future when we know more. Uh, one, there is a report that uh, Dr. V.J. Malaya has uh, stepped down from his uh, uh, prominent position with the Royal Channel Challengers Bangalore and is just going to take a back seat as the franchise's chief mentor um, while he has his ongoing struggles with his financial situation in India. We wait to see whether that will have any impact with his involvement with the Barbados Trident. Also in Barbados, a report has come out that Noel Lynch has been tipped to be the new CEO of the Barbados Cricket Association. Um, both of these events we'll, we'll, you know, we'll just monitor and talk about in the future, Reds. I think Condé Riley will be more than watching this space on um, the Barbados Trident's um, future uh, because he'll, he'll be keen to know that uh, what was supposed to be uh, a colossal investment um, is going to turn out to, to be true. Yeah. Uh, the Trident's um, franchise hasn't said anything um, about this, uh, but maybe uh, a statement uh, should be maybe gotten from uh, Condé Riley on what's their feeling and their perception on the future. And, you know, are they are, are going to be left uh, w without that major input uh, from a, a financial concern. Yeah, uh, we will We will watch that and see what happens. Uh, finally, Reds, in our last couple of minutes, uh, we talked about the, the future. Uh, just a, a nod to the past and, and to the present too. Teddy Griffith turned 80 this week. Uh, he was a fine player for, uh, uh, for Jamaica. He was one of those that Tony Becker talked about in that delightful article we discussed uh, last year as one of those fine players not... Well... 
not lucky enough to play for the West Indies and yet probably would make the side today. And he went on to be uh, president of the West Indies Cricket Board. We, we wish him happy birthday. What, what are your uh, uh, best memories of uh, uh, Teddy Griffith as a, as a player and an administrator? Saw him play for Jamaica, solid left-handed opening batsman, a very correct, um, a little bit of the Alan Ray, uh, very orthodox. Um, and uh, the early cross-border um, play, so to speak, um, here's a Barbagian playing for Jamaica. And of course that went on, um, you know, Wesley Hall playing for uh, Trinidad and Tobago, David Holford playing for Trinidad and Tobago, Keith Barker who joined Clyde Walker um, in, in playing for Guyana. His son, Barker, is now at Warwickshire. Yeah. Yes, um, he w- w- would have been good enough to have, have played well at the West Indies level if uh, given the chance. And then he, he made a, a contribution um, at the West Indies board level. I think he, he was um, overseeing the 2007 World Cup, which would mean... At, a difficult period, mm. not the happiest memories in my life because I think <laughs> uh, the World Cup um, should have um, been played a, a month later. Um, the hotels got too expensive um, and I, I think basically the ticket prices were, were, were too high. Mm. And, um, you know, that's my memory of the World Cup. But we at um, this podcast would like to uh, wish Teddy Griffith uh, a gentleman. And a very close friend of, of Tony Becker, um, a, a very big um, happy birthday. And we don't have a kick that we can send him <laughs> straight away. Uh, but he has our best wishes for a very long life. No, absolutely. We, we, we wish him the best of health uh, and uh, recognise him turning 80. Uh, it's about all we've got time for this week, Red. Uh, I know you always like to thank our ris- uh, listeners in the, uh, in the region and in the Americas. Well, funny enough, um, you know, the first country that took our broadcast, Grenada. I'm off to Grenada on Wednesday, which wow. you and I need to talk about, uh, for the Junior Carifta, um not cricket uh, championship, but the Junior Carifta track and field championships. I'm part of a, a broadcast team mm. and uh, looking um, uh, to see the eyes of Grenadians. Uh, they maybe tell me about um, the Great performance by Andre Fletcher. Yeah, oh, absolutely. A good time to be there. Uh, let's uh, let's hope he uh, turns in uh, a few more great performances. Um, that's about it then. Um, I'm going to thank uh, our listeners who join us uh, via the wonder that is the internet. Uh, this has been The Willow in the Wind. is the Caribbean Cricket Podcast with me, David Oram and Reds Pereira. And we both hope that you can join us again sometime soon. Goodbye.